how do we stop obsessing about other women's bodies? The first thing is to build shame resilience and start to deconstruct supremacy culture. I guess that's two things, but they're kind of a little bit together. So building shame resilience is a four-step process. I won't have enough time to go over every little component, but I can, I can talk about it at least to some degree, can give you a place to start. The first is to notice when you have feelings of shame or comparison and remind yourself that this is shame and comparison. Shame, again, it has two tracks. I'm not enough. Or who do you think you are? I actually hear the who do you think you are come out the most for women who are also experiencing intimate partner violence, but also betrayal violence. And women who are experiencing both of these tend to say, who do I think I am that I deserve better treatment? And that shame track comes on board. But the I'm not enough also can come on board. Uh, you know, well, I don't look like I, I'm buying into this world hierarchical supremacy view. I'm buying into that. And porn, porn is one of the biggest contributors to that view. It's a money-making business that contributes a ton to that view. That men are more important than women. The different color skins are more important than other, you know, white, white people are more important than black people. There's a hundred other things that, and, and different sexual orientations are used as a fetish. They treat these things as objects. So recognizing that this culture and, and pornography is one of its lackeys. It's, it's the, it's the engines, one of the engines that fuel that culture um, is a huge problem, right? So the first piece though, is I'm walk, let's just do this more realistically. So I'm walking down this, I'm, I'm at the mall. Let's say I go to, the, go to the mall, which is just landmine city for triggers. I'm walking in the mall and I see an ad, a big giant billboard of a woman who's um, not, she's not dressed completely. So maybe it's an ad for underwear or something. She has a certain body type that's supposedly better than all the other body types. And immediately, without me even having a chance to think clearly in my head is, I'm disgusting. She's better than me, right? So it's more of a feeling than something you even say in that moment, right? It's just a feeling of shame. I'm under, that's above. You might immediately feel anger and rage as a component of that, like a re you know, trying to reject it or fight back or resist that. You might feel anger towards your partner, understandable, right? You might have a fight or flight response. But we're just going to notice that like, wow, I'm feeling ashamed and I'm believing that I'm not enough in this moment. The second component, and I think this might be one of the most important components is who is identifying who benefits. And this is some of Brene Brown's work. Um, there are a lot of other others who have spoken to this process. Um, she's probably one of the most well-known. So if you have interest in learning more, that's somewhere you can go. But number two is who benefits? Who's benefiting from me believing this and feeling this way? That can be a really great way to start to shed some of that internal core beliefs about yourself that you don't want to have anymore. The porn industry benefits. Does my partner benefit? Uh, maybe, maybe not, depending on your partner. Um, certainly not me. <laughs> um I, I don't benefit, but maybe you do. Maybe you're like, wow, you know, because of this shame, it's fueled me to 
exercise and eat right, eat a certain way. I shouldn't say eat right, but eat a certain way and look a certain way and be unkind to my body because of this shame. I can be unkind to my body and I can make myself look and be a certain way, put a bunch of money. And then I get a lot of positive attention. Maybe I get more um, traction in my job. There might be benefits for you. Um, and it may be both I'm benefiting as well as all of these other people for a time. It doesn't last, but you might benefit for a time. Um, and I'm not saying you can't take care of your body. Um, we absolutely want to take care of our body. We want to move our body healthfully, consume foods healthfully. Um, we can make our bodies look certain ways that we feel comfortable and feels like it identifies with our authenticity. That's different from, I feel shame. And that really motivates me to do all these things versus who am I in my authenticity? Who am I in my own true self? And I'm, that motivates me to, to love and to, to cherish and to take care of and to represent myself in a certain way. So that's different. So recognizing who benefits from this shame and then connecting with other people. You probably have seen people in our Facebook group if you belong to the Facebook group. If you don't, come join us. You've probably seen people say, joining this group was so beneficial because I uh, learned that all of these other people, these other humans, men and women, look at all these beautiful men and women who are being um, neglected, who are, their partners are neglecting them and breaking fidelity with them and um, cheating on them, betraying them. And they're all beautiful. So maybe what does that mean about me, right? So starting to to go see other people who've been through betrayal, connect with them can be really beneficial. And the fourth, and you're gonna see that in, in live in-person groups as well, which I always recommend. And four would be speaking shame. And that is speaking to your partner. Um, if they're a safe place, speaking to communities and connections that you have and being honest and outward about, I felt shame when I went to the mall and saw this image, but I also want to say out loud in front of, you know, everybody, whoever that is, my partner, my community, safe people that um, have earned the right to hear my experience, that that is not what I believe about me. You know, that's not what I believe about me. That's not what I believe about those, that person in that image. And that that's a lie that I'm being sold. So speaking shame can be beneficial. So that's how you build shame resilience. Another component, very small, here's a little tool. That's just a very small tool is in that moment, you know, looking at that person and then humanizing them. So seeing their eyes and looking into their eyes of the image or the human being and recognizing that's a person who had a mother and a father or who didn't have a mother and a father who probably had hardships, who may have been betrayed. Um, I know that sometimes people find it easier as they go along when they start to identify um, porn stars, uh, actresses, models, big names who have also been betrayed and hear them speak out against um, this industry and recognize that they were also victims of this industry as well. There's places like Fight the New Drug where, um, and, and other places, but that's one you know, pretty safe place that you can listen to um, women who have been through this 
who were objectified and who put themselves out there at some point um, because they were also victims of this system. Um, and the last thing I wanna speak just quickly, and then we'll turn that time over to a uh, question answer is um, neurointuitive boundaries. So in addition to building shame resilience, you can um, learn a skill set called neuro neurointuitive boundaries. That is really, I think, the core of healing from betrayal and from betrayal violence. Um, and it includes three components. The first is regulating your nervous system. And you can learn how to do that from a lot of different coaches and therapists, uh, podcasts, books. Um, so you can find all of this in different, different places for sure. Um, the second component is strengthening your intuition and starting to find out who am I, what is my authenticity, um, what is my truth, what are my values, what do I value, and um, start to, again, strengthen that intuition, that inner polygraph to know when you're being lied to, know when you're being told the truth, when you're safe, when you're not, and really start to trust that. And that's your, you know, when you hear people say, trust your gut, that's important after you've learned to regulate your nervous system. That's the, that's the tricky part. And the third is to set and hold boundaries. And I still use the word boundaries because it's a word that people are familiar with, but I might also say just decision-making um, because these boundaries, when I talk about neurointuitive boundaries or neurointuitive decision-making, it's often, I would say at least half, if not three quarters of the time are self-boundaries are around how I conduct myself and how I align my own truth and my actions and my environment. Um, but then also with other people. And again, I use that term boundaries because people are familiar with it. Um, but I do personally teach boundaries in a unique way that is definitely different from most, most sources you're going to read. The boundaries I teach are bridge-making boundaries, which falls backwards. I think most people think of boundaries as something that you cut people off or create distance, but it's actually something that can create the opportunity for connection um, if, if you're with someone who's willing to do the things they need to do to become a safe person. So um, those are just, I know I'm giving a lot of information in a short amount of time, but maybe that'll give you some launching places for your own research and reading. Um, you know, I know as betrayal survivors, you guys are readers, you're researchers, you're seekers of truth. And so, you know, while in podcasts, YouTube, webinars, there's not really time to go in depth into every one of these topics. Um, I'd invite you to continue to do reading and research and find out more. Um, or you can keep following me here um, and in my social media and in the courses that are uh, available or the one-on-one -on -one coaching that's available through me that um, we can dig deep into your personal experience and, you know, put these things into practice. Um, thank you so much for coming today and learning about betrayal violence, shame resilience, neurointuitive boundaries, and how to stop obsessing about other